What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hempresent. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hempresent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Sean Pernitsky draws from a broad spectrum of experience from residential and commercial construction to his technical training and his experience as an instrumentation technician. Sean grew up immersed in the legacy cannabis world. The Slocan Valley, nestled in the heart of the Kootenays Valley, was a hotspot for black market craft BC bud. And as Sean grew up, he began gaining more exposure to friends and friends' parents who grew. He started to become more aware of the processes and how things worked within the industry, including growing methodology, growing systems, and growing equipment. In 2016, Sean began research and development for what would become EcoGrowTech. The mission of bringing together a culture of quality control, consistency, and the convergence of commercial and craft cannabis production, large on the outside and craft on the inside, aligns with Sean's personal values and the overall core values of EcoGrowTech, and he's here to tell us more. Welcome, Sean, to Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Vivian, and thanks for the great introduction there. Oh, my pleasure, man. Um, let's just start with the basics for people, people like myself who are not all that smart about this stuff. An LED lamp or LED light bulb is an electric light that produces light using light emitting diodes. What does that mean? What are light emitting diodes and how is that different from a conventional lighting system? Yeah, in, in simplest terms to answer that, uh, a light emitting diode is, is basically a small semiconductor device that emits light when electric current is passed through it. And uh, this light is produced when the particles that carry the current known as electron and holes combine together uh, within that material. And then that is what is creating the luminosity. Uh, basically LEDs are just tiny little light bulbs that fit easily into an electrical circuit or uh, what a lot of people call a quantum board or an array. Uh, unlike uncondescent bulbs, they don't have those filaments though. So they're not prone to burning out and they don't have that short lifespan because of those filaments and in turn they use a lot less electricity and they don't get very hot so they're uh, 
quite efficient in terms of their their different uh, differential and heat output, and also energy efficiency. So power drawn at the wall. Is that is that similar to a fiber optic filament, or is that something different? A uh, little bit different. Uh, it's just um, there's a the semiconductor has a phosphor coating and. A lot of what is happening when you see a, a different spectrum is there's just uh, different phosphor coating on that light emitting diode. So then as those electrical currents pass through it and the different phosphorus coating would then emit a bit of a different spectrum. So you get a different hue. Hmm. And in the HID, it's more of a gas. So you've got this bulb that has a, a filament and then a gas, which uh, actually contains a lot of toxins. A lot of people don't know that there's mercury, lead, and tungsten, some of those other metals in there. Right. So Fascinating. So that's why LEDs can can change, you know, have that broad spectrum of colors. I see a lot of LED lighting systems, you know, just switching through the, the spectrum of colors. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's a lot easier to isolate those certain bandwidths of, of color. Interesting. Certain, uh, spe spectrum bandwidth on the on the McCree curve. So you're able to, to actually pull out those specific wavelengths and then perform certain functions too. So for cannabis in particular, it's kind of a little bit new and a lot of other crops they've been able to do spectrum research on, but cannabis because of its federal legalization, being it federally illegal, it was hard to uh, universities or accredited research facilities to do any type of research on it. Right. Many grow operations use high-pressure sodium lights, uh, at least traditionally, which, according to your website, are one of the most earth-damaging lighting systems on the planet. How are HSP lights damaging our biosphere? Uh, first, it's it's a really it's an old technology, so the high demand for for power generation is a huge huge negative. So, a lot of places where we are. Um, Fortis BC, who is our electrical provider, they're actually offering massive rebates to help people choose a, a higher efficiency product. Um, yeah, in in my in my opinion, the the technology is now far surpassed where HPS technology is, and it's almost a a no brainer to switch out. When I first started studying the technology, the efficacy of the lights were were not very high, so there was a lot of really inefficient lights on the market and still to this day there's still you have to be very careful when selecting a, an led light because if it doesn't have a high efficacy or the proper components it, it still won't work so you got to be you know people need to be very cognizant of that so the high pressure sodium uh basically it's the carbon footprint right the amount of energy that they draw that's the issue yeah that's that, that's the root issue. And then, of course, the toxins as well. Um, I said a little bit earlier, the the mercury and tungsten, and a lot of people are, are not disposing of the bulbs properly. So they'll end up right. in, in the in the dumpster, or the landfill, and then it's contaminating the water right. table and then entering the environment. So it is really uh, those two are the major factors, the, the, the misuse, like people not disposing them properly and then also the inefficiencies how important is the lower operating temperature of led lights why is why is a lower temperature an important factor uh this is one of my favorite things actually 
especially getting in with people that are just in construction phase of, of their facility because you don't need to build for nearly as much cooling capacity. So the, mm-hmm. the build, the construction costs are then reduced, which that money can then go towards paying for a lighting package. And really then it's the savings just begin once the lighting package is installed in comparison to high pressure sodium. We're able to now with the efficacy of our products, we're able to generate the the same amount of photon energy and usable light for plants uh, by generating about 45% less heat. So we're, we're, you know, 2000, approximately 2000 BTUs of cooling requirement per fixture when HPS, HPS, a lot of people are prepping for double, if not more. Hmm. So I guess the difference is they, they, they don't need to have as, as sophisticated cooling and airflow systems and stuff like that. Is that, is that the benefit? Yeah. They, they don't need to add as many, so if they're using like a five-ton cooling unit, a five-ton air conditioner, they, you know, they only need to have 10 rather than 20, depending on the size of the facility. So it's it's a reduction of your HVAC build cost by nearly 50%. Wow. So that's, when that's people are, are in the construction phase, if they, if they think, you know, prep for LED rather than prepping for HPOS, um, then... That's a little joke, insider joke, the hot pieces of shit. I don't know, pardon my French there, but <laughs> that's the H- HPOS, where that comes from. Um, but yeah, the the root issue is is that insane heat is now unnecessary. So we can, like I said, we can generate the same amount of usable photon energy for plants by consuming uh, 40, 45% less, less cooling. Wow, that's that's substantial. Um, you you kind of touched on that HID or high intensity just discharge lights as well as fluorescent lights can contain toxic substances like mercury, uh, which makes them not suitable for recycling. So I'm assuming that LED lights are recyclable. Yeah, the thing is, they're uh, it's made up of a lot of electrical components, similar to if you think of circuit boards inside of a. You know, maybe a computer inside of a new TV. So, a lot of those things are recyclable at the the right locations, right? There is, you know, commercial recycling for in most cities for that type of stuff. So the the lights can be broken down, and then of course the aluminum and the circuit boards that contain the chips can be recycled. Um. Are, are LED lights the kind of thing that you can just put in your recycle bin or you need to take them to a specific uh, industrial recycle, recycle place or something like that? It, it is a specialty item. It would be similar to if you were recycling your computer or something like your PC right. had gone and it was time to recycle your old PC. It would be somewhere similar recycling. And it's something that is an interesting topic because it's, it's something that has been on my mind all the way along and also uh, proper bulb recycling. I feel like it would be nice if there was even some government help or a government initiative to make sure that these bulbs are disposed of properly because I think a lot of people are being irresponsible with both the fluorescent and the HID tubes. I've personally witnessed people. Uh, we used to have a showroom in the downtown core of Kelowna and I've per- personally wit- 
with business owners throwing their fluorescent tubes in the dumpster. And I, I've called some people out on it just because I, I know. And some, some, people, some people know and don't care, and some people don't know. So I think there's a, there's a lack of ed, education around the effects of these, these uh, inefficient and old technology lighting systems. And I'm hoping there's, there's more you know, awareness like what you're doing. This is, this is great to help spread awareness. And you know, I, I love screaming from the rooftop every opportunity I get. So um, yeah, I think the, there's more, <clears throat> more awareness. People will be you know, more inclined to make the right decision. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people throwing fluorescent lights into the dumpster. I've even seen, you know, kids and teenagers think it's fun to break them, kind of not realizing the how toxic they are. Um, we, we got about one minute till the first break, but how much more economical are LED lighting systems compared to conventional old school lighting systems? What kind of cost savings can grow operations expect to enjoy after switching to LED lighting? Yeah, that's a, another good question there. So Typically, what we're seeing is a, a reduction of anywhere from 30 up to 50%. So some people that are using old single-ended technology, um, we've even had some, I like to be kind of modest, but we've had some clients that we've saved them over 60% on their power bill because of their, um, their choice of lighting. So recently had one client who switched one of his rooms in his nursery and he, he took out uh, nine of his 1000 watt and replaced them with four of our 860 watt and they're kind of a, a light that's designed to be mounted up a little bit higher and he is he's incredibly happy we reduced his power bill uh, you know from 9000 watts to to just just over three so he's really happy wow and that's you know, um, spectacular for the environment. Absolutely, yeah, and never change a bulb again. So that's, you know, our, our, our speaking about the longer life. I was explaining how the the diode works. You know, we're we're rated at fifty thousand hours before any significant degradation of the light output. So uh -huh. that's on a twelve twelve cycle. If a grower is using the light responsibly, there's no reason why it shouldn't work, uh, last more than ten years with reliable use. Wow. Rather than rather than people having to change their bulbs once a year, typically, if you want to wow. maintain that. That's a big uh, deal. Yeah. I'm talking to Sean Pernisky. We're going to take a first break and come back with our second segment. So we still have a lot of cool things to talk about. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. We're back on hemp present with Sean Pernisky. Um, Sean, do LED lights provide com comparable quality lighting for the cultivation of food and cannabis? Is anything lost when converting to LEDs or has the technology advanced to a point where LED lights are as potent and as effective as traditional or old school conventional lighting? Great question. And this is a lot of, a lot of our clients are kind of pondering as they try and maintain high operating costs and, and, my conclusion now is I would say that LEDs are, are superior and it, wow. in, in saying that it really depends on the LED, but if a company is using the proper components, uh, you know, the, the high efficacy components and a high efficiency driver paired with a, a proper array, then the, the lights work and they work extremely well. We've got a number of people that were 
firm believers in high pressure sodium. Like I've had some of my clients now, you know, thank me for saving their business because I convinced them to switch and now they're believers. Some of them actually, you know, attend trade shows or like come and like want to be consultants and reps because they're just blown away by their results. So, you know, to answer your question, I, I would say uh, superior. You know, we're able to produce a, a more sunlight, full spectrum. We're, you know, producing a high enough efficacy light now where we're getting density. We're getting clients that say they have denser buds than they ever had under their HPS and uh, a higher quality product too. We're often getting more expressions, more terpenes. So you're getting a higher trichlome production, which then in turn's know higher cannabinoid content and yeah really seeing uh i would say superior results wow that's that's impressive um is is big agro food production agro are they switching over and starting to use led lights in commercial production yeah i think that that shift is slowly starting to happen my main focus has been cannabis but i do I do have some experience in the food sector, mainly in microgreens. I started a business um, in in the Kelowna, Okanagan area for for microgreens. So I, I'm I'm kind of in on the food sector a little bit, but we haven't haven't tackled too much of the ag and greenhouses. But we do have a few new products that we're dropping this year that will be a well-rounded greenhouse light, full spectrum with a high CRI, and will do really well for for all food crops. So. We're going to cool. kind of start targeting that market a bit more. And, and really, I think um, to tie back to your question there, uh, with food crops, some of them will require small nuances and spectrum change, but a lot of them just you know require something that is similar to sunlight. And there was a misconception. A lot of companies were making a, what I call blurple, like the red and blue spectrum LEDs. And this, in my opinion, that was a, it's a big uh, no bueno there was you're you're lacking a lot of things that are important for photosynthetic efficiency and also canopy penetration so there's a there's an array of, of things that that green light helps with and these companies that built lights without them uh, they're really not not doing very well and in my opinion that's that's not the the proper way to go especially for ag crops you get some that will you know stay way too stout or some that will stretch excessively you'll get node spacing that's undesirable and uh, then the you know the shoots can't support the fruits kind of thing right burple burple sounds like a cool strain name to me i think somebody's gonna have to use that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Your bio has the sentence that says that you share a mission of bringing together a culture of quality control, consistency, and the convergence of commercial and craft cannabis production, large on the outside and craft on the inside. What does that mean, large on the outside and craft on the inside? Yeah, that really ties into, you know, the vision of trying to help these businesses scale, but maintain a high quality and a high efficiency process. So growing up in the Kootenays in the Spokane Valley, seeing all these inefficiencies. And then really as my education has evolved, it's like really learning that that small batch and that high quality, and that's what the market is starting to demand. People are, are, you know, starting to get woke to cannabis that has poor quality. There's a lot of these big producers, the LPs that are putting stuff on the market that no one really wants to consume. It's, it's dry. It's old. It doesn't have a lot of flavor. You know, the, 
whatever the the case may be but they're I think that the industry is starting to really become aware that craft is important and I'm really trying to help producers get to the point where they can find success in this market that's getting much more competitive. So I think that's kind of what it, it attests to and, and uh, you know, the, the importance of staying, you know, small, but thinking big, kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is, what's LP? Is that licensed producers? I and mean, what's, what's LP stand for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, in Canada here, we've got the two classifications of license. So a micro license and an LP license and a micro license, you're only limited to 2,156 square feet, I believe it is. And then the LP is unlimited. So an LP, once you reach license producer status, then you can produce as much as you like. So there's a, there's an interesting kind of division happening in the Canadian market where a lot of now the LPs are failing because they were producing way too much of undesirable product. Mm-hmm. And the micros are really starting to make a name for themselves with these products that are in high demand. They're flying off the shelves. People are, you know, screaming about them over social media and there's a lot of demand. And no one's doing that for the big guys. No one wants that stuff. So it's, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. Sounds like you're starting to finally parallel wine production a little bit in that in that sense, that people want the, oh the, the quality the quality uh, brands yeah. over the the commercial you know uh, mass yeah. produced stuff, right? So so Sean, yeah, the the, I, the, 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 the I just want to say that before we stop, the benefits of LED lighting system seems like a no brainer to me. I mean, it just seems like like it's a simple, uh, an obvious decision. Why hasn't everybody switched over to LED in your opinion? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's, I, I ask myself that question a lot. I, I think there's an array of issues there. You know, I feel somewhat fortunate that I got into the industry when the tech was evolving to a point where it actually worked. Ten years ago, there was a lot of companies that sold lights, LED lights that didn't work. So they were just ripping people off, basically. So I, I feel very fortunate that when I started studying the tech, it, I don't feel like it was quite there when I started looking at it. But today... And in the last two years, I've, I feel like it's gotten to a point where it is as efficient, but a lot of people have been burnt by old tech or poor quality lights. So there's still that happening. The, the market is flooded with lights that don't work and then people's conception of lights that don't work. So my advice, uh, if there's anybody that's not running LED is do some research and, and find a company that you want to support and that has a high efficacy light and then and then give it a try and 
I, I really think a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that didn't want to try that tried and now they're really happy. So I encourage people to get over the stigmatism that they don't work and uh, give, give a good LED a try. Some people just might be traditionalists, right? And they're just so mentally uh, attached to, to what they've been doing that they thought worked uh, that they're, they're, they're not experimenting because I mean, I just, it sounds like there's really no downside to led lighting. Like it's the, the wave of the future. I mean, there should be laws preventing people from using, uh, the other lighting. I mean, for, just for the environment alone. I mean, is that, is that outrageous of, a, of an idea? I a hundred percent agree with you. And if I had some more time or if I had a couple clones, I would probably be one of myself would be lobbying for some, serious regulation with the government i know that there was something that was put in place in the states to help regulate the use of these toxic bulbs like all the hid bulbs but then it was pulled back i don't know exactly but no i, I think that that's a amazing point and you know that's why i, I really like working with fortis they're they offer rebates on on all the lights and and they're really uh you know wanting to help break that barrier to entry of the higher upfront cost so we've got a We've got that that rebate program within Canada here, which really helps. And then we also have financing set up. So if we've got producers that are are profitable or close to profitable, then we can get them set up with with financing. And one of the most exciting things about that is often those those savings on a monthly basis can pay for the lease payment. So wow. if we have a producer right. that is, his his energy bills are ten thousand dollars a month, and we get in there with a good lighting package, and we drop his power bill by you know, $4,000 a month. And all of a sudden that's a really nice payment every month for a lighting package. I'm talking to Sean Pernitsky. We're going to go for another break and come back with our final question. So stick with us. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present hang loose. We're coming right back. We're back for our final segment with Sean Pernitsky from eco grow tech. Um, Sean, this is just fascinating. I love what you're doing. You know, the, the our biosphere is a pet peeve on this show is environmentally sustainable uh, you know, techniques of, of every kind, uh, um, every aspect of, of life. And, and of course, you know, cannabis, uh, cannabis uh, cultivation is, you know, very close to our hearts. But while we still have a few minutes left, can you just tell us a little bit about your business and any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with about LED lights? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, first off, just want to say thanks again, Vivian, for having me and letting me uh, share some of my my thoughts and my experiences and uh yeah I'll give you a bit of a rundown we're we're mainly focused like i said on cannabis but really you know dabble in the food sector a little bit so i'm starting to compile a lot of industry professionals as i build my network and i've been asked to be part of an education platform to help break a lot of the break a lot of the stigmatism and then also bring some accredited education offerings. So we're in talks with the University of Lethbridge and also uh, UBCO to off potentially eventually offer some accredited programs. So we're, we've got a facility in Tabor, Alberta near Lethbridge that we've dedicated a 30 person classroom where we'll be doing on-site training and really immersing people into the space and giving them giving them an uh, education offering that's never been offered in Canada before. Uh, there's no universities that have this type of offering. 
So it, it's pretty cool. And then taking it on the bigger picture, we want to help uh, break the the education barrier in new markets. So, so as some of these new markets open up in the world, so rather than them going through all the learning curves that we've gone through over the last 30 years, let's just leapfrog them into using, you know, the latest techniques that are the most efficient. So the grow methodologies and the, the SOPs and the processes within their businesses are as most efficient as possible and their equipment is as efficient as possible. Have them leapfrog those inefficiencies. So that's kind of the the bigger picture there is, you know, Eco Growtech really wants to help in the Canadian market, get people set up with efficiencies. And then the big the big vision is that we really be part of this education, building out a, an education offering to really change change the way the world grows, basically. Wow, awesome. Very impressive, man. Um, I really look forward to following your stuff. I mean, how can people uh, how can people check out Eco Growtech? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We've also, we do have a YouTube, haven't done much with it. I, I wear a lot of hats within the company and kind of bootstrap this. So not being heavily financed, it's you got to put your time where you can and finances where you can. So we've, we're, we're on YouTube and uh, we're Facebook, Instagram, and we also have a good website that we're, we're continuing to add to. We'll be adding some okay. of the consulting that we're doing and also some information around this education offer real soon. So Sweet. stay tuned for all that on the website. Sean Perniski of EcoGrowTech, thanks for being on uh, Hemp Present and sharing your knowledge. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Vivian. You bet, my friend. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present and Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. The Hemp Present intro music is from Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand. The outro music to Take Back the Plant by Stickerbush. See you next week. Stay strong. Marijuana. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at when you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.